You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Jaguar fans? This is your man, Tony Wiggins, with Locked On Jaguars. Welcome to a Tuesday edition, another episode where we discuss the Jacksonville Jaguars right here in the offseason, especially as we get ready for the NFL draft. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in every single day here, wherever you get your podcast. The Locked On Jaguars podcast is a daily podcast, and we try to bring you the best content we can every single day. And I am uh, grateful that you guys tune in every single day here at Locked On Jaguars. So let me tell you what we're going to go over today. I noticed that when we do these mock drafts and I do player profiles, one of the things about being interactive on social media is you get a lot of feedback from fans and you get a lot of feedback from people. And one of the themes that I'm noticing is, is that everyone seems to think that sometimes when I bring up certain players that it's not the proper use of resources. And I, I welcome that engagement. I don't get upset with it. I just want guys to think it up. I want people to think it through a little bit more. And I'll explain why I say that. Um, in, in the second segment, we're going to talk about building a championship. The difference between, and, and it's not me, because I've never built a team, but I have watched championships, and, and so have many of you. The difference in noticing and what Urban Meyer might be thinking about what a championship team is versus what a good or competitive team is. And why at the outset or the onset of him building this franchise up, he's thinking about the championship part of it. Whereas at some point he's going to be thinking about the competitive side of it. He's going to take those baby steps. But right now he's thinking about the championship side of it. He's thinking macro, not micro. And why that's a good thing. In segment three, we're going to talk about how his college experience makes him realize probably that it's never enough when it comes to talent and that'll go back and touch on segment one that we're going to go on when we're talking about the procurement of talent and adding players, which will also connect segment two. You feel me? All right. So let's get into it and let's try to put all of this stuff together because I think it'll be a good show and it'll help with our interaction on social media, uh, specifically Twitter. It's uh, at locked on Jaguars or at shop, shop talking wig on Twitter. So every time I post, anything about the additional potential players in the draft. A lot of people come back and say, well, don't you think the resources should be used here or there? Or I, I, I feel like that's redundant. Or why would you use a first or a second round pick on a player who's a rotational guy instead of somebody who's a surefire starter, this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you the answer to it. Urban Meyer said he needed speed and playmakers, Right. Show me where he's added that in free agency other than on special teams and signing Marvin Jones, who's a 31-year-old wide receiver, or signing Philip Dorsett to a minimum veterans contract. I'm waiting. He signed Carlos Hyde, who's a 31-year-old running back, but he needed more explosive plays out of the running back position. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. He hasn't done it. I think he's going to do it in the draft. 
the reason why I'm telling you guys this and I'm saying it this way is because I don't mind a challenge, but I want you to be I want you to be more nuanced in your thinking. If you look at the depth chart and the signings that they made, let's go from the back of the defense forward. They've re-signed a lot of safeties, right? You would they did they signed a starter, a surefire starter in Jenkins from, from the Chargers. They're probably going to have competition at the other safety spots between players who are already here or someone that they may draft, and I'll give you that, at the free safety position. They signed a starting corner to go opposite Hendo, so they have two starting corners already. They re-signed Herndon to a four-year $13 million deal. At worst, he's the fourth corner. At worst, he's the fourth corner. Sydney's coming back. They, they haven't left a lot of room for them to go out and, and make a, 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 an addition. At best, they, they draft a nickel at that spot, right? Or if they do manage to get a, a free safety, somebody that falls to them, okay, maybe that's one spot. Off the ball linebacker, they I don't think they're going to use a, a draft pick on off the ball linebacker. But when I've suggested Zayvon Collins, I've gotten killed for that pick also. They don't need him. They got Schubert and Jack. They don't need him. They don't need him at 25 or 33. That's a waste of pick. All right? Barmore, if they do that, he's not going to start. And he's going to be a rotational piece. Even with Tyson Alualu leaving. They still have a plethora. That's probably why Alo Alo left because they have so many guys with Gostas coming back and Hamilton. And they probably re-signed Gostas because they knew they weren't getting Alo Alo too, by the way. But Hamilton and Jihad Ward and Harris and all of these guys that they added and Brown. And they might still add another piece. I don't see them using, I, I you know, it, I, I, but they re-signed uh, one of the I don't see them using him as a, as a, as a stand up edge rusher either. I'm talking about Dewan Smoot. If you saw Smoot's body last year, you got to lose a lot of weight to do that. I, I just don't see it. Smoot was like Smoot was huge. He, he had gotten a lot bigger, but he played well. But he's like a tweener too. I don't want to guess his weight, but I'm thinking he's like 270, 275. But he looked a lot bigger than he had in the past. So I, I can't see him as a stand-up end. And I think that's why his stock fell in college, too. It's because I think he was a stand-up end, and then Lovey put him down, and then he gained weight, and then some things happened. Because they went from playing a 3-4 at Illinois to playing a 4-3, and then all of a sudden his stock sort of dropped. But in any event, where's the how, I'm getting to a point. They've committed to the guys on the offensive line. At best, they may add an interior lineman. At best. But at wide receiver, you have DJ Chark, who Tony Khan is arguing with everybody. DJ is a big part of the future, and they're going to have to re-sign him this year, at the end of this year, or extend him this year. They have LaVisca Chenault, who they picked early uh, in the second round last year, who they have plans for. They just signed Marvin Jones, who they're raving about, right? Everybody loves Colin Johnson. So we think they're going to add a receiver. So every time I sit here and think they're going to add a receiver, folks go, why would you give them a rotational player in the first round? And then why would you give them a running back? 
obviously the obvious selection is tight end. But where they're picking, there's no tight end that has that value, according to people, because Pat Frymuth has been injured. The problem is between 25 and 50, they have four picks. They're going to use them on somebody. They're going to use those picks on someone. The quarterback's done. They, they've committed to a lot of people on this roster already that are in spots where they're going to play. Just about everybody you try to add to this team is going to be a rotational player, whether you like it or not. And that's the point that I keep trying to make to people when I say add this and add that. Now, let me tell you what I'm doing. Yesterday when I suggested that what if they were able to add Rondell Moore and Travis Etienne, you have to think bigger. I'm thinking speed. I'm thinking explosiveness. And then I even added to it that those two guys would make each other's pick look that much better because you get both of those guys as a jolt to this offense to go along with Chart, to go along with Chenault, to go along with Marvin Jones, and you surround your prize quarterback with so many weapons. And if your biggest problem is, well, you got too many people to give the ball to, this ain't basketball. You know what your biggest problem is if you have too many people to give the ball to? Your biggest problem is it's not a problem at all. It's a problem for the defensive coordinator because now he doesn't know where Trevor's going with the ball. Now you just run your offense and you use your weapons and you let guys make plays. That's the point. That's the point. And I'm going to tell you how that can lead to a championship. And I'm going to tell you how that can lead to uh, the big dogs really stepping up and showing you who the big dogs are. And I'm going to show you how we have to get out of this mentality that just because guys are on the roster and they performed at a high level and we like them and we think that they could perform at a high level for a team that can win more than one game does not necessarily mean that they are the guys who will be performing at the highest level when this team turns into a championship team. And that's what we have to start getting our mind wrapped around and getting out of. Just because guys are good enough to be starters and even good enough to be better starters than they have been on, on a better team than what you have seen once things improve still doesn't mean that those guys can be the best players on a team that wins a championship. It does not mean that. You know why I know? Because as good as the Jaguars have had players over the years and you can name the top 10 players in this organization, they ain't never won a title. They have never won a title. If you name the top 10 Jaguars in this organization right now, and I'll tell you right now, now show me a Super Bowl. So you still don't know, do you? You still don't know. They probably still needed one more piece, didn't they? So when someone tries to add those pieces, take it. Take it. Let's not sit here and play. All we had to do was make one more play in this game in 96 or 97. Well, all we had to do was make one more. No. Maybe you just needed one more player. What if you just needed another guy? You never know. Hindsight is 22. What if you needed another guy? What if those teams needed another guy? What if those teams needed somebody who could shadow Steve McNair? What if those teams needed somebody who could make that tackle against Eddie George? What if they need a better quarterback? You never know. You got that close. What in, in 2017, they had a great defense. What if they needed Allen Robinson to be healthy? And needed a better quarterback. 
And that was the difference. See? When somebody tries to add more players and more talent, take it. Don't don't just sit there and say, oh, no, we got enough. You need to use those resources or something else. That's all I'm telling you, man. We'll have segment two, and we're going to talk about championship over competitiveness. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. BetOnline.ag, man, if you want to be a champion in your own right, in your own pockets, this is where you do it. You go to BetOnline.ag because it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code, which is locked on. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. It's where I go. It's where you should go to to get paid. I want a bunch of money during the Super Bowl, man. And there's a certain thing going on right now that involves a bracket, and you can win your money too, and you can do it at BetOnline.ag. All right, man, segment two here, talking about championships. You want to know about all the sports action that's happening around the world in every single sport. And you need it in 20 minutes and you need to get punched in the gut with it every single morning. Then you need to subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. My man, Peter Bukowski, is the host and he brings you those Stories in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast every single day with the help of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, man. So we're talking about the difference between championships and being competitive. We've been competitive and we've seen it. It's just that when a team is 1-15 and you have a coach that's coming in, we have to understand that he's not married to anything. That's already been here. And Urban loves to say, once I sign on the dotted line, they're my players. You're right. But I don't think he's emotionally emotionally attached to any of the production that was already here. I think what Urban Meyer is going to look at is he's going to say, what do I need to do to win? I need the absolute best players at every single position that I can find. And that means running back, if he has three running back slots on his team, then he needs the three best running backs he can find. That doesn't mean he he's happy with James Robinson and Carlos Hyde and he says, well, I got another spot. So we'll just save that for some developmental backup guy who can be a gunner or can be a special teams guy that can block on kick returns. No, I think it means if he can fill it with Travis Etienne, he'll fill it with Travis Etienne. That's what he'll do. And that's why I, I – he went to that workout for a reason. Trevor Lawrence wasn't throwing. He went to Clemson's workout, though, didn't he? You got to understand something. This guy has watched college football over the last three years. Who has he seen making plays in the biggest games? That running back from Clemson. Huge plays. Explosive plays. When he was in college, what did he have? He had multiple running backs. Whether it be Dimps, Rainey, Percy Harvin. He had guys all over the place carrying the ball. What did they do in college? They recruited five stars. And then what did they do the following year? Recruited more five stars. And what did they do in that same class? They recruited more five stars. Now, you can't do that in the NFL, but within the parameters 
and the limitations that you have, guess what he's going to get? He's going to get as many five stars as he can get, and he's going to throw a stake in the middle of that room, and he's going to push them, and they're going to compete. And whoever, whoever he thinks he can win with, that's what he's going to do. He is not, I'm going to say it twice in a row, he is not, not going to draft Travis Etienne because of the presence of James Robinson. He's going to use them both. Similar to the way Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara were used probably in New Orleans or similar to the way Naheem Hines and that rookie running back they had in, in, in Indy were used last year. Probably similar to the way we saw uh, James White and uh, Sonny Michelle and that Harris kid from Alabama obviously not Najee, but the other kid they got up there, used with the Patriots. Similar to the way we've seen running backs used in Andy Reid's system. Similar to the way we've seen Williams and uh, 33 up in Green Bay be used. I think that's what you're going to see. I think he's going to give no breaks. When ETN's in the game, He's going to put pressure on the defense. If this is hypothetical, if he makes this type of move and drafts ETN, I'm just saying whether it's ETN or just if it's Carter from North Carolina, just just plug the running back in that I'm talking about. And as soon as he leaves the game, ain't no break. Now you got to deal with James Robinson or vice versa. If James Robinson is the starter. And then you got to deal with a jet sweep from Rondell Moore. And then you got to deal with a scene pass to your tight end. And then you got to deal with a deep post from DJ Chark. And then when the next drive comes, you got to deal with a quick out for LaVisca Chenault. Rock with me here now. Come on. That's what, that's what you got to deal with. Oh, you tired? Yeah, now we're going to give you five yards with Carlos Hyde coming right up, you know, with, with tempo. You tired yet? Good. Now we're going to fake this little RPO and Trevor's going to run around and run out of bounds for eight yards. You tired yet? Cool. Quick popper over the middle of the fire move for a first down. You tired yet? Jump ball to Colin, Colin Johnson down the sideline for 30. You tired yet? You calling timeouts because you're tired? Screen pass to ATN for a touchdown. You, you tired yet? You see where I'm going? That's what I'm saying. That's how champions are made. You attack, 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 attack. And all, all of these guys could be, where do you guys want to, what do you guys want them to use on the draft picks? You want them to fortify the offensive line for the future? Because I'm going to tell you, they got four of their starters, at least right now on the team. What do you think they're going to do with the 10 picks? Because I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a hint. They're going to have seven or eight more next year. Understand, they signed a bunch of guys in free agency this year, folks. And they have a bunch of young players on the team from last year. Get out of this mindset, man, that this is going to be this slow process. And, well, he's the starter, so we're just going to go. This isn't the typical NFL stuff. And this is why having this guy as a coach, you have to get out of this thinking. Just wait until the draft. You're going to get shocked. They didn't sign a whole bunch of people. Watch how many people he asked to this team in, in free agency. I mean, in, in, in the draft. This is where they believe they have an advantage and they're going to show off. Cold words. 
Urban Meyer said that one of the things and one of the disadvantages is they don't know the players. Well, most of the guys who've been in the NFL in free agency, they do know the players. Urban doesn't know the players, right? So now where do you think his advantage is? During the draft, most of the coaches that are coaching now don't know the players. They have to depend on scouts. Urban and his staff, most of those guys come from college. Guess what they know? They know the players because they just recruited them. And they know the coaches probably a little bit better than most of the NFL guys do, right? So now they feel like they're at an advantage. This is where they're going to pull their sleeves up and show off. All right, man, we're going to talk about when it's, why it's never enough, why it's never enough talent. We've kind of headed that way. We're going to segue to that, and we're going to do it here in the third segment, the third and final segment on a Tuesday of Locked on Jaguars. After I tell you where to get your auto parts from, and that's at rockauto.com because rockauto.com is the flat-out truth. It's a family-owned business that has been in business for over two decades, and they have all the carts, the car parts and accessories for any make and model of any vehicle that you could ever ask for. The main thing is you get it at the wonderful, wonderful prices that you would if you were a professional. So there's no need for you to go stand in a chain store and answer a bunch of questions you don't know while somebody runs around the warehouse or calls for some parts to be delivered for you. You can have your parts delivered to your doorstop or your mailbox by going to your computer and hitting rockauto.com. Now, when you get on there, they're going to ask you, how did you hear about us? I want you to go on that, go in there and in a box, they're going to ask you, you type locked on so that they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection with reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Dot com great american company been in business for over two decades built bar man built bar madness is happening right now and my 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 bar is in it man i gotta check this bracket man to see if my bar made it through man but i think it did we, we're getting close we're getting close to that that final four, man, and built bar has that competition going on right now i want you to go over to builtbar.com right i want you to vote but I also want you to order your built bars, but you need to use the promo code, which is locked 15 and the locked 15 is going to get you 15% off of your next order of built bar. And it's being dominated right now, of course, by chocolate, because chocolate is all over all of these built bars. But the thing is, is with built bars, it's all about the brownie. It's all about the chocolate. It's about the cookie dough. It's cookies and cream and cookie dough. So cookie is the theme today. It's cookies and cream versus cookie dough. All right. And tomorrow, the mint brownie takes on the winner of yesterday's matchup, which is the caramel brownie and the coconut brownie. So it's cookies today and it's brownie tomorrow. And then the championship will be Thursday. Cookies and cream versus cookie dough. Go vote for Built Bars and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your next order. All right, man. So uh, we're talking a lot of NFL draft, talking a lot of team building here with Jacksonville. If you want to know more about that, you need to find the Draft Dudes podcast on the Radio.com app, right? And wherever you get your podcast, because Trevor Sakima and Benjamin Solak break that thing down for you like no other people you know, man. And it's a daily draft news and mock draft podcast. So follow Locked on NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Listen, it's never enough talent for guys like Urban Meyer that come from the college coaching ranks, especially in their first year. Let's get over it and get beyond this, you know, thinking that they got to be believing in the guys that are already here. 
you know, it's never enough. If they had been here already, yeah, they'd be all in the player development and wanting these guys. They'd be thinking about the next step for all of these dudes. No, they think about the first step. All they're thinking, look, you got you to gotta understand something. One and 15. One and 15. And they're already coming in this situation, most of these guys, where losing one game. If you heard the Peter King podcast of Urban Meyer, where he, he, he lost one game, he went 11-1 and one or 12-1, and one, and somebody said, don't worry about it, coach, we'll get him next year. That's when he was at Florida. He was like, dang, it's a tough crowd, man. One. And in the NFL, you're going to lose games. There's only been one undefeated team in the, in the history of the National Football League. You're going to lose games. You can lose If you lose five games in the NFL, that's a successful season, right, at 11-5. and five. So the thing is, is you're already adapting if you're, if you're that Urban Meyer crew to getting beyond the fact that you, you you got five games you can lose or even six and, and nobody will get angry at you. The bottom line is, is you got to get used to that, but you got to get from one and 15 first. It's never enough. Who's going to score touchdowns? Who's going to score touchdowns? I don't know why fans are so, so. And I'm not talking down on you guys. I'm talking with you. I want you guys. I'm trying to lift you up. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring you around to a new a, a new line of thinking. And, and I know it's because you, you've lost so much and you've spent so much time being heartbroken by a team that sometimes you just want just a little bit of satisfaction. Right. But I'm telling you, man, this is one time when you have the right to reach for more. You have the right to, to demand and command more and say, no, we have a shot here. And Urban has, has told you over and over again, if we do this right, if we do this right, well, right is raising your expectation. I want so many weapons on this team that somebody calls ATF on, on the Jaguars and say, no, no, red flag. They got too many weapons down there. You need, to, you need to send a team over there and go see what this dude is up to. That's what I want to happen. Don't rest. Don't rest. I want Andy Reid, if he ever has to play the Jaguars, to say, damn, they got a lot of weapons. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. I, I really do. I, I don't know what y'all think they're going to do with these draft picks, man. I, You know, they got 10 of them, and they got four of them really, really early. And every single time, well, five of them sort of early, and every single time, six if you include the third-round pick. And every time I suggest that they add a, a player at one of these skill positions, somebody wants to tell me about value and, and how it's a redundant choice. And I'm thinking, like, wake me up when, 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 when I'm in the middle of the dream where the Jaguars were running all over the field scoring touchdowns last year. I don't recall that. Wake me up when they were the most talented team in the league last year, and, and it's, it's an absolute luxury to add another guy who runs a 4-2 who can score touchdowns. I, I don't remember that. I, where, where have I been where this team existed that way where uh, we can't add two or three more guys who can score touchdowns? I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's never enough, man. Please, y'all. Come on. Y'all rock with me. It's never enough. We need, we need to get our thinking. We need, we need to change our thinking. They've done a lot on that defense. Now they need to touch that offense up. They're going to get some tight ends in here. I, wouldn't, I, I love the Trimble. I love Tommy Trimble. I love guys like that. You know, 
we we can't get Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry. I don't think we're going to be able to trade up for Kyle Pitts, and I probably wouldn't use all of that stuff either. But you you can find and develop your Mark Andrews and your Darren Waller later. You don't you don't need to go t- chasing Travis Kelsey. You can find your your George Kittle. And I know I'm not a you can find guy, but what I mean is the scouting department should be able to do a pretty good job of pinpointing a guy that they can put into their offense. This is why I don't like the fact that they got rid of Josh Oliver. They should have kept him because you never know what you had. And if you didn't like what you saw, you could have got rid of him. It didn't cost you anything. It didn't make any sense to not have the guy around here unless he was in the offseason program and he wasn't getting healthy or you saw some laziness in him or something. But other than that, I didn't understand just letting him go for nothing. To a team that absolutely – you send him to Baltimore, and Baltimore, they seem like they have the best luck on tight ends of anybody I've ever seen. So that would have been a red flag if they wanted him. I'd have been like, well, maybe we ought to keep him too. And then implement your program. If your program is just that much better than anybody else's, implement your program instead of the one that he was in before, and maybe something would have been different. So I don't know, man, but I do know this. We'll be back tomorrow with another podcast because it's your team every day, and you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Here with Locked On Jaguars, I'm Tony Wiggins, man. You guys continue to take care of each other, and we'll holler at you tomorrow.